in the middle this is your girl adele clarice shout out to stuck in the middle podcast we love you guys general i feel like i'm stuck in the middle stuck in the middle podcast big shout out to the family i'm talking reflex aka chewy and the rest of the gang hey make sure you bring all your important information your art everything in the dmv doesn't matter where you are at, come to the dmv to stuck in the middle podcast that's where it's happening this is stuck in the middle podcast a platform for entrepreneurs innovators and creators of african descent care stories ideas experiences and advice on breaking barriers i'm your host uncle ak thank you everyone uh returning listeners uh watchers if it's your first time please hit that bell notification somewhere down here not real show <laughs> hit that you know i mean to get weekly um episodes i have a very special guest with me today man uh i've known this guy for you know quite some time i mean i haven't spoken to him prior to this episode uh but you know i mean like i've just seen his journey you know uh you just see you know somebody who goes from a to b just i mean not like that but something happens and then you know you pivot however you thought life would be all of a sudden you hear. So we're going to hear a little bit about his story. Um, he's been writing, teaching, and speaking for over five years, and is currently the lead pastor at the First Adventist Church in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Most importantly, um, his passion is for young people and seeing them becoming leaders um, that they were created to be. Please help me welcome Samson Sibebe to Stuck in the Podcast. What's up, bro? Hey, you what's doing? good, man? Hey, it's a pleasure to be on, man. I'm excited seeing what you're doing too, bro. <laughs> like, it's it's really <laughs> amazing to be on a podcast, especially on the topic of like entrepreneurs, innovators, people, especially of African descent, because I think yeah. that's an area that sometimes gets missed. So I'm I feel more than privileged to be on this on this episode with you and to be able to share a little bit about how God's been moving on my life and where uh, where He's taking me. So I'm For I'm sure. thankful. Thankful to be here, brother. For sure, for sure, man. I appreciate you, you know, for hopping on. Uh, you could have been anywhere in the world right now doing whatever it is that you do, you know, speaking or something, but, you know, you chose to dedicate this 30 minutes with me. So, man, let's not take up um, so much of people's time. Uh, who is Samson, for those who don't know who you are? Who is Samson, Sebebe? Uh, You know, I think, I think from a very young age, I think I've always had uh, the gift of talking, man, like especially growing up. Um, I mean, I got in trouble in classes for my gift, you know, of talking. I used to talk so much, uh, still talk a lot, talking for a living now. Uh, and and it's just more say probably recently within the last uh, couple of years that I began to realize what drives me, what makes me passionate and what God created me to do and what he created me to be. And that was, um, I believe that he's called me to uh, contagiously inspire people to see the value in themselves so that they can walk confidently in the world and so my my goal is to is to help inspire people whatever means that is writing speaking um simple conversations that i have with people uh listening to people their dreams aspirations where they want to go in life and just continuing to encourage them in that direction preaching uh counseling i mean i any any form that i could take in order to express that that is where I get fully complete. And so things that interest me, I mean, the arts, man, I, I love, I love poetry. I love, I love art in the form of painting. I love, I love anything in the, in the form of art music. Yeah. And so um, I currently work as a pastor 
in, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And that's currently where my passion is being utilized. Um, and I just recently got married, <laughs> you know, uh, within congrats, the last year. Congrats. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. To, to <laughs> Natalie. And so we've been going on the journey of, of marriage in the last year. So that has been eye-opening and amazing as well. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's, that's roughly me in a nutshell. Man, for sure. For sure. We're going to get into all of that, but let's take it back a little bit. You know what I mean? Um, prior to you becoming, I mean, you mentioned that, you know, you love talking, but prior to becoming a pastor or, you know, leading the youth, you know, um, going out there, speaking to your youth, you know, to be mm-hmm. the best version of themselves. Um, you had a, I mean, you, you had a different, um, a different path to life, right? Um, oh, yeah. Speak a little bit about that, you know, your childhood. <laughs> of your educational background leading to today where you are right now yeah like i said i i definitely had a passion for speaking long before i could even remember but um definitely growing up that passion has got me into some trouble (laughs) um i i i grew up and i i grew up in in a Christian home. And, and so that atmosphere was, was healthy for me. And it even gave me at times and opportunities for outlets. So I can even remember preaching sermons at times growing up and, and, and that being an avenue to continue to fine tune my speaking. And so, um, when I was entering into my freshman year in high school, things began to make a transition a little bit about it was a little bit before that as well, but it started making a transition. I had this passion for people and I still have that passion for people, but that passion for people overrided my passion for God or overrided my, my passion to follow in the footsteps of what he was calling me to do. And so I had this passion for people and I just wanted to make people laugh, make people have a good time, you know, utilizing that voice and man, eventually it got me into a lot of trouble. Uh, I started going down some interesting paths. I, um, I, I ended up, I ended up getting kicked out of Academy, uh, and my junior year. And it was like, it was like right towards the end of my junior year. So finding another school was so hard and difficult. Um, but I found another school and, and going to that school, I found myself getting involved with a, um, and again, my love for people. I, and, and it's funny to say this because my love for people essentially overrided my love for God and my love for following in his footsteps. And so what happened when I went to public school and I surrounded myself with um, a crowd that didn't really put God first is I started to follow in their footsteps as well. Cause I mean, I still surround myself at times with individuals who may not necessarily be following God's will, but I was at least firm and I'm at least firm enough now in my walk where like I can have those friendships and encourage them and still inspire them on their own journeys um, without having to, you know, necessarily throw God on them, but still be able to represent God with my life. But at that time I had no footing, you know? And so when I went into that crowd, I lost sight of God and the calling that he had over my life or, or the direction I, I believe he called me to, you know, go in my life. And I just went with the crowd, man. And it's nice, you know, like, essentially like the party life and, and, and getting involved in, in drugs and alcohol and, and making poor decisions when it came to um, even, even women and going down that path. There's, there's a, there's a satisfaction in that, right? Like it satisfies, but um, there's no fulfillment. Right. And so there's like, it satisfies the hunger, but you have to go back, right. Satisfies, but you have to go back. And, 
when you really look at the human being, like some people may say we were created for pleasure. I think pleasure was created essentially for us, but I don't think, I don't think the journey that any of us go down is necessarily to receive pleasure. You know, it's like, it's like, that's not the end goal. It can't be the end goal. Um, there has to be more, there's fulfillment. There's something that you were created for a purpose, right? Like you were brought to this earth for a purpose. Somebody needs to walk away from an encounter with you different, right? Like you are supposed to bring value to somebody. What that looks like, I think is different for every person. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's very true. You, you're hearing some um, points there, but at what point, at what point did you realize that, yo, you know what? I don't think, you know, God put me on this earth for this purpose, you know, and you really found your calling. At what point did you say, nah, man, I can't be doing this no more. Let me pivot because I'm like not walking in my purpose. Yeah. When, uh, so my senior year, after I graduated, um, I graduated my senior year, I entered into the summer and coming into the, my first year in college, I was just planning to, to party and experience the college life to the max. Like I, I, I was, I'm an all out guy. I mean, that's all, that's how I always been, how I still am. I'm all out guys. So I was like, man, I'm about to experience this college life. It's about to be amazing. And like going in the first two weeks, I had this like near death experience and it really just woke me up to so many questions. It woke me up to the thought of like, okay, is God real? Right? Like, cause I would have seen him, right? Like that would have been the next thing I saw, right? Like, like God standing before him, what would I have said? Um, and another question of like, you know, why do I exist or why am I here? Like, what's, what's the meaning of life? It was just so many things that was hitting me in that near death moment where I was just like, you know, maybe I should back off intoxicating myself and really focus in on that relationship with God. And so over the course of the next couple of months, that's what I tried to do. But I still was like hanging out with the same friends, still doing the same stuff, except I wasn't intoxicating myself. But after um, about, I don't know, um, maybe three months, I ended up falling back into it. And what was interesting was I was like, okay, since I already fell back into it, I might as well go all, go all out now. Um, but I had the same exact near death experience take place. And I was all like, okay, God, I don't know what you're trying to say. I don't know what's going on. This is creepy. This is scary. I don't know what to do. And, um, after that took place, I came to realize, uh, I really have to be serious about searching for him. And I was even talking to my parents and my dad, you know, African fathers, man, they be snapping <laughs> when they find out stuff. Like, like when my dad found out some of the stuff I was doing, he went off. I don't even remember what he said. He just said so much. Uh, but, but towards the end, he said something and it always kind of stuck with me. He said, Samson, you know, the people you surround yourself with, like, if you're trying to get out of it, like if you're still surrounded, it'll be, it's hard. It's difficult. You know, it's impossible, you know, like, especially that's where you're surrounded. It's almost like, you know, tell me who your friends are, tell who you are. And I was yeah. like, no. Okay, okay, Dad, you're right. You got a point. Like I, 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 I can, I can resonate with that. Um, but after that, I really started searching for God, and I like put away everything. Like I just, it was, it was a lock focus on God. And what's crazier, or what's amazing about like really searching for God and eventually finding Him, is it's almost like you have this key and you like unlock this door after searching for so long for this door, and it gets open to you. And it's like. And then the whole time you realize that God has been, a, been in a search for you. Like, 
yo, God has been on a search for us. Like, like, you know, it's not just us finding God, it's God finding us. And when God finds us, when that moment hits and it clicks in our mind, like, yo, yo, God came and found me. Like, bro, you got purpose. Like, you're not just walking the earth for fun. You know, you're not just doing stuff for fun. Like, it's fun. Don't get me wrong. It's cool. You, <laughs> you enjoy stuff. But it's like, it's like, bro, you got purpose, man. Like, God called you for something great. And you may not know what it is at that moment, but you know that it's something down the line. And so for me, the moment that, like, like I and I still remember being in my room and 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 reading the word after, like, it was boring for like two, three weeks, man, just sitting there reading the word, really trying to understand, saying, God, I'm searching for you with all my heart. Help me understand this stuff. At the end of that two, three week period, yo, he showed himself on a different level. I, I couldn't, I couldn't say, I couldn't say anything. I was like, this is real. Like he's real. Like he's God. Like it makes sense now. And the whole Bible even came to life. And so that really like sparked the journey, at least for me on this, on this, um, recognition of, of purpose and recognition yeah. of who God is and where I fit in that picture. For sure. For sure. Let's go back a little bit to you saying that, you know, you experienced near death, you know, um, you had a near death experience, right? At that point, you figured that, you know what? I, I mean, the second time like you figured, yo, they say uh, the third time is a charm, right? And you don't want to go down that third route. So you decided, uh, no, let me, you know, let me, let me change some things. Let me actually really figure myself out. Yeah. Man, change is hard. You know, change is really hard. So, so hard. what are those, yeah, what are those things that you equip yourself with other than changing your, you know, your immediate surrounding? Because even changing your friends too is hard. You know what I mean? Like, how did you pick the right people? What things did you do to set you where you are right now? Yeah, man, I'll be honest. Like, starting off, I didn't have really anybody. Um and and sometimes it's just like that in the beginning sometimes it, like especially if you're making a huge life change like the life change i was making was huge you know it wasn't it wasn't like hey guys i'm not you know i'm gonna start going to the gym or it wasn't like all right guys i'm gonna start you know yeah. i want to i want to drink more water you know there's there's these minute changes that like sure you could do them and it might even inspire some of your friends to maybe do something right like it's not i mean this is this was life change like I didn't want to be in the places that I was at. I didn't want to do a large majority of the things that brought a lot of other people comfort and happiness. I, there was a lot of things that I was cutting out. I didn't want to listen to the music that I was listening to before. Now, again, a, a huge majority of the reason why I'm soaking myself just in all of this is mainly because I don't know who God is. And in my head, I was like, I just have to find him. Right? Like, don't get me wrong. Like, before I didn't listen to anything if it wasn't like hymn music or if it wasn't like I didn't even listen to nothing. Now I mean like I, I mean I listen to like a secular song in there, and I'm not saying that all I listen to is that or all I you know when it comes to that whole topic. You know I'm not I'm not as intense as I was before, but the reason for the intensity was because I wanted to see God. Like I had to, and so change is hard. But some of the things that really really helped is just that determination. Like, why are you doing it? Like, what's the purpose? Like for me, I wanted to see God and, and not like, you know, I didn't want to see God, like something happened to me and I, you know, and that, the next thing I see is him, but, <laughs> and like, I wanted to see God here and know if he's real. So I yeah. essentially gave God like 30 days. I was like, you have 30 days to, to show yourself. I'm going to give everything I got for this 30 days. I'm going to cut out everything in my life, I'm, you know, I wasn't hanging out with friends. I told them, Hey, I'm gonna be offline for the next 30 days. 
they were confused it happens you know and even two weeks in i remember everybody hit me up um saying like man you got to come out to the club man this is about to be the greatest night ever if you miss tonight man like you might as well you might as well never come back to the club again somebody literally texted me that and i just saw that text and i was like that was, was like, crazy man. i was like if i don't go tonight i might as well never go again and i'm just sitting here like man that's <laughs> i don't know if that's temptation or what that is but like i have i knew i had to stay committed I was all like, you know, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go next month. But I got to stay committed this month. And like, I think, I think it all really boils down to knowing why are you doing it? You know, like mm -hmm. if you go to the gym and you say, Hey, I just want to go. Why are you doing it? Like, Hey, I want to start this bit. Why are you starting it? Like, what's the motive? Yeah. You know, you just want to make money, like money. It's not going to satisfy you. You want to get girls, girls, girls aren't a good, aren't a strong enough reason. Oh, you want to, you know, you want to be cool and, and popular that, that, that motivation isn't going to get you through a hard and difficult moment. It's not because something's yeah. going to come and sway you. You it has to be something grander, something bigger. You're preaching, preaching right now, man. Listen, you're doing this for a living. What am I talking about? But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen, this is a perfect segue for me to ask you about more than a degree, right? You're mm -hmm. the author of more than a degree, man. A lot of, you know, my, my little brother, shout out to reflex, you know, the host of, um, I know the host of stuff in my podcast as well. He's a he's an author too. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I see a lot of young folks this day. You know, I mean, actually writing, man, and it's beautiful. You know, it's beautiful to see you guys write. You know, get into your thoughts, see what you're thinking, or see what you could, you know, come up with. What made you come up with more than a degree? Wait, matter of fact, let's go back a little bit. Why did you come up with the book? At what point did you figure, hey, I have a voice that you know I could put in paper, you know, in writing and you know, have people read this. At what point did you figure out, yo, I could do this? Um, so, so, so I'll go back and I'll say, so I ended up going back to work as a dean at the school that kicked me out. It was, it was a long story, right? Like, God, God, that's how God works, right? You get kicked out of a place, God's like, I'm gonna bring you back and I'm gonna have them ask you to come back. So, so I ended up getting asked to come back to this school and work as a dean, like working with the boys in the dorm. And, and essentially as a dean, you're just... A glorified babysitter essentially like you're a dad in the dorm you're a person who people come to if they have issues problems whatever like you help them um make sure they don't burn the place down that's the main goal um but what i found in my experience there and i was there for two years what i found in my experience there was i would coach kids man i and i didn't really have all the tools but i would just be observant watching and i'd coach these kids i'd be like you know they come to me with relational situations and i'd be i'd be breaking stuff down to them like bro you got to watch out for this this that you know i would uh have kids come with me with homework issues problems i'd be like yo you gotta look out for this social problems making friends i i give them the layout and i mean these were all theories you know i was just trying to help these kids you know they came to me and they they wanted like tangible advice something to do something practical that can help them and i never told anybody like hey do this and you'll succeed i always say hey try these things you know yeah. like try this try that see if this works try doing this um i remember one kid was about to get kicked out and i was just like man like how can i help this kid from from getting kicked out so i told him i was like yo go into the office for the principal with a sheet of paper. I mean, I used to, I used to <laughs> some weird stuff, go in there with a sheet of paper and simply just ask the person, the, the vice principal, ask them, what can I do better to success, to succeed in this, in this class, in the school? The person told them the things 
and the, and the student thought was stupid, crazy. I mean, I didn't know if it would work, but mm -hmm. I mean, they had, they had nothing else. So, uh, so I ended up going into the office and the vice principal told me the strangest thing happened. This person came in and said, what can I do to be a, you know, a good student and wrote everything down on a piece of paper and I'm impressed. And the, and the child ended up staying at the school. And so I'm just, I'm just like, I'm just giving out this advice or these thoughts. I'm just, these are all theories and stuff that I'm just sharing, but I get to the end of my experience. And I'm like, man, cause this is a boarding Academy. Right. So it's like, mm -hmm. it's like, you know, that feel. And I was, I was sitting in the, in the principal's office and I was just telling them, I was like, man, after like my two years here, I feel like I know how to succeed in the college setting or in the high school setting as well. I was telling you. I wish I could come back to this academy and just kill it. Like just experience greatness. Like I was talking to him and he, yeah. told, and he told me, he's like, aren't you going to college? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to college. He's like, well, you got an opportunity to, to apply it. And all of a sudden it got real, man. Like, I'm like, okay, when I go to this university, like it's about to get serious. Cause I, I have these ideas in my head of how an individual can succeed, but, but I, I'm about to find out if it's, if it's actually works, you know? Yeah, and so, yeah, yeah. and so when I went to the university, man, dude, I'm not gonna lie. I, I like by God's grace, man, I thrived. Like I thrived like no other, like I went to a class, I took Greek, everybody saying Greek was hard. I killed Greek, like murdered it. Like it was, it was beautiful. Right. Um, even when it came to socializing and connecting with people, I knew essentially, you know, what to do. And so I was connecting with all these students and I, you know, I had a good network of friends and it was awesome. And it only didn't stop there. But even six months later, mind you, I went to this school and I knew absolutely nobody, zero no one i came on that fresh and after six months or five months there were students who were telling me like man you have to run for president like for the student body and i'm sitting there like bro i just got here i don't even know what, <laughs> i don't even know what that means you know i don't even know the responsibilities uh but i ended up running for the position and i ended up getting the position and i ended up being you know being um extremely influential i i had uh i had staff and faculty there supporting me helping me and even today man like i come out of that experience and the one thing that hit that like hit me in my head was like yo anybody can do that anybody can do that and i saw the beauty of a college campus those friends i helped that were in situations i gave advice and it helped them and changed them and and i'm sitting here like anybody can do this yeah like anybody can go to a college and experience so much where they come out and they can conquer the world like the mindset that i have coming out of college bro is like yo anything's possible because god showed me in college that anything was possible in the college setting and so if you can change a college you can change a city and if you can change a city bro you can change a state if you can change a state bro it can go to the to the whole country and the whole world and so i really believe that it really starts at universities and if you know, a lot of people say, oh, the degree is not worth anything these days. And then they can, they're right, you know, for a certain degree, like, I'm not going to lie with them. I mean, they're, they got some truth behind what they're saying, but to say that the college doesn't have benefits, they're missing yeah. out on so much. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So I guess that's where more than a degree comes in. Yeah. Speak a little bit about the book, you know, what people should expect, um, you know, from buying the book, uh, and also highlight one key thing, you know, people should get when they read the book. Yeah. To you, no, from you to them. 
Yeah. Um, so in the book, I really just share a lot of my personal experiences in college and some of the things that my eyes were opened up to um, from the college experience that I had. Uh, the beauty of mentors and how colleges are the best place to find people to mentor you outside of college. Um, you see topics on the lines of even academics and how to thrive in the area of academics, where it's not just it's not just head knowledge and stats and facts and whatnot, even though those things are good, but it's more of a practical uh, approach to all of the material that you're learning and how to really apply it to what you want to do in your life or even hobbies or whatever. Uh, and so um, I talk about the importance of engagement. I talk about the importance of um, connecting with students on the campus and, and learning how to communicate because something that's that I believe may soon become a lost art is just the simple act of communicating like right. effectively, right? Like learning right. how to have conversations, learning how to approach strangers and have conversations with strangers. What other, what other place can you go to in the world where you can go and meet absolute strangers every day and have the perfect setting to not have it be awkward. You know, you go to a convention once in a while, like sure, during that convention, everyone's there so you can network and connect. But on a campus, you can do that every day. You have every a new day. opportunity every day to go up to somebody, ask, get to make a friend. And so like all these things are valuable tools that help us to thrive in the world outside of college. You learn how to take risks, to experiment. If there's something that you that is in your head, why not bring it to life on a college campus? You can easily do that. You have the connections and networks and you don't have to utilize your own resources. And so I think you know, throughout the book, you're going to find different, ex different experiences that I personally had and ways that I came out of my shell uh, coming in the first year and then even exiting and, and dealing with difficult things as well. Because I even talk about the importance of community and the importance of building that community and having those relationships um, and how those relationships can get you through really difficult and hard times that come, come along. And so if there's like kind of one thing that I would really want people to get from the book, um, I think it would, it would fall under this. No matter what background you have, and I'm and I'm and I'll, I'll say it in the context of whether you're shy, you know, five foot girl coming into coming into college your freshman year and you're scared or whether you are um, a tall hype, you know, black dude, you know, African go hard. Right. You tall black brother going onto a campus and you're you're extroverted and loud and 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 robust, like no matter who you are. You can go through your college experience, gain gain the right people around you, try try some amazing and crazy things, and you'll graduate, and that piece of paper will be like nothing compared to what the experience you had, and you're just ready to conquer. So, I, I if it's one thing I can leave with you is just yo when you when you go through college, man, grab anything that you can grab literally grab anything that you can grab other than the classroom paper whatever like grab grab everything grab experiences try things join clubs do things just grab stuff man because all of that's going to equip you it's going to bring you into rooms that you would have never been in before it's going to give you mentors that you didn't even know existed and then when you go on to the work field you're going to have connections that you never thought you had because of the experiences you had in in college and yeah, nah, man. I I say just grab everything you can grab 
in college. Yeah. Everything. I agree, man. I agree. Um, I don't know where to start, you know, writing a book. You know, I mean, I, I, mean, I don't really know where to start. So mm -hmm. for you, like, where where did you start? Uh, what people, like, you know, who were the people that you met to say, oh, you know what, please review this book? Or I'm trying to publish this book. Um, how do I go about that? You know, speak a little bit about that journey. The yeah, business the, side of things. Yeah. So, so the business side of writing a book is is interesting. I mean, it all it all essentially starts with either an idea or an experience, right? And so, like, we all have had per experience. Everybody has perspective, uh, perspective on an idea, perspective with our experience. And so, you start with perspective. You develop that perspective into several points. You develop those points into those chapters. You you know, and then you get that book written. You get the right editors, and online there's editors available for people to you know find editors and um, get them to edit your book for for a certain price. Uh, you take that book to a um, you know the way that I the angle that I went was I had I went self publishing route, and so there's self publishing. Um, websites that you can go to that to have the book physically published but even after that i mean it's just about connecting with with libraries connecting with groups of people uh because when you write your book you have to ask yourself the question who who exactly is this for and is the best way to ask that is who would you sell the book to like before the book is even written who would you sell it to um, what groups of people when do they meet where do they meet where could you go um that they could purchase the books that they they would and for me college books i'm like freshmen in college uh high schools seniors and so you know you 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 have to think about those things because if you write a book and it's like oh i don't know it's for everyone it's like oh it's not going to really go anywhere um, but if you write it for a specific group group um grandmas are going to buy it you know yeah. young folk are going to buy it. everyone's going to buy it because they're buying it for that group right and so you really want to ask the question, who, who is it going for or who is it going towards or who, who's your main focus? And and then you target that group. And when you when I say target that group, uh, you never want to come off as just like, hey, come buy my book. You always want to figure out how to offer people value. And so like even just starting off by asking like, hey, like, you know, I wrote I recently wrote a book and I would love to come speak on some of the topics in my book at, at, at you know, your local institution or whatever, wherever they're meeting the community um or even doing videos and and sharing stuff about your book you want to you want to figure out ways to give out value because as you give a give out value people will see that um and then they'll be interested in in the products that you have or you know whatever it might be yeah. so that's kind of like the business side especially like you know and i talked to several people about even going through a publishing house and and the journey to that is is also kind of extensive and and long but but doable you know it's possible you just got to keep remaining faithful and just keep writing keep sharing your voice keep sharing your your thoughts how do you find balance between everything and what i mean everything which we'll get in um in a little bit you know i mean you also have a pursuing um purity workbook and you building community handbook and mm -hmm. on top of that too you also have a, a scholarship um the modern degree endowed scholarship and mm -hmm. a podcast as well modern degree right how do you balance all of that um oh i'm being a husband too and a pastor <laughs> um you know i i i i'm i'm uh i'm a big guy on on intense focusing 
Uh, and I don't even know if that's a thing or not, but I, that's what I call it. I call it just intense focusing. It's the way I try to get things done. And so um, it's not like time blocking, but it's kind of like time blocking. Um, first, let me start off by saying I do not have anything perfect. I be struggling just like any other any other brother out here, man. We it's tough. It's tough, like like really getting a grip on it. Uh, but when I say intense focusing, I'm saying like, OK, so the the more than the degree podcast, let's let's start there. So the more than a degree podcast, I recorded all those podcasts in two days. Like I went, I went to the location with all the people, um, and I recorded all those podcasts in one in one day. Uh, I plan on, I plan on, so that was one strip of podcast, so that is available for people to listen to right now. And I, I send, the, I let them out, you know, kind of over time. And so in, in I think May, I'm gonna record the next batch, but I'm gonna do it all in one day. And so I'm just, it's just going to be me. I'm not going to have any interviews, but it's just going to be me talking on different topics. But next year I'm going to do the interviews again. So I'll do the interviews like once a year and I'll do me once a year, just talking on topics. Um, but you just, I just recorded all in one day. Just everything I outline, I outline what I need to outline one day and I record the next and I get it all done. Um, and that, and that helps me uh, because I can, I know I can do it all if I, if I did an intense focus, like took the day off and I just focused in on it. Um, so that's like something like that. Or like, uh, with some of those handbooks, um, there are thoughts that I've been chewing on for a while. And I even, um, there's even times where I've, I've, I've worked out some of those thoughts in a devotional. Right. And so like, I've worked out a lot of those thoughts, but those handbooks were one day created handbooks. Like I sat down, I drilled out, you know, I mean, let me not say one day created because there was one day where I was in a meeting and um, I wasn't there for the meeting, but the meeting was happening and I was just kind of, my presence was just there, but I, I worked out all the different points in the book and I was like, okay, Ooh, these are some good points. And I, and I chewed on some of them again. I spoke on some of them. And then I was like, I'm gonna write this all down and put it in a little handbook just for people to be able to download. So when I'm talking about, it, I'm like, Hey, I have this handbook. If you want to download it? Um, it's, it's, it's free. You know, I mean, it, it wasn't something I spent, you know, weeks or months on, but it's free for people to download. But like, you know, depending on how that looks, I may have people download that in the future. But I, I like to take days and just hammer stuff out. Um, there's other days where um, for, for um, I think it was something else you mentioned. Being, being a pastor is my full-time job. It's the main thing that I do. And my schedule is mapped out based, based upon that. And uh, when it comes to my YouTube channel, I do one one live video a week, and that's super easy for me because I can hop on and do the live. And mm -hmm. if there's any studying that I need to do, I can do two hours prior, or two hours in the morning prior, and then two hours right before. And so, um, it's 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 tough, but I think what makes things better is if you have projects, figure out ways where you can blast out a project in a day. Like that's the big thing, man. Like if you can like slowly work on it here and there, slowly work on it here and there, and then blast it out in a day, like especially with podcasts, it's, it's super easy to do that. Like, and it, it, I will say it's not all sunshine and rainbows, but what's cool is when I went down and did the podcast for more than a degree, like I try to schedule everybody. Like I was like, Hey, you know, I, I called people in advance. Hey, would you be willing this time? You know, and I can't change because you know, I'm just going there for that day or like, right. Hey, like you, you schedule everybody in on the same day. Like you might have to hop from one to the next, but 
at least you're you're able to record all you need to record and so that's that's why i really that's for me it's just whatever you can blast on a day like even the book i'm working on a book right now um and it's not easy writing you know like it's not easy especially when you have a bunch of other things going on and other things that you want to work on and so like even for this book i have to blast out like i have to choose a day and and solely work on it and even if you're not in the mood you know you woke up on the wrong side of the bed that day you still gotta go yeah you still gotta go because yeah. Yeah. that's the that's the day yeah man let me ask you this right you didn't leave pastor at uh first adventist church right um mm-hmm. and you're very young you know what i mean um <laughs> hey how do you how do you how do you talk to you know the older folks there, man, and they actually listen and they actually listen to you? Like, how do you get them to listen? Like, it's I hard. mean, how how does somebody who you know who is who who's been married for over twenty plus years come to you who's been married since twenty one? That's probably you know a year now and ask you for advice as the lead pastor. How do you deal with that? How have you been handling that? Yeah, no, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. Um, this is okay. I'll tell you this, man. Like, like one of the biggest things that really, I think make or break people, like it doesn't matter what age you are, just people in general, um, is, do you have the ability to listen? I think if you lack the ability to listen, it doesn't really matter who you're talking to. Um, and I say that because, and, and this is, this is something I had to realize. Uh, my passion is I want to contagiously inspire people, right, to see value in themselves and to walk confidently in this world. And so if that's if that's if that's my desire and my way, my method is through my voice, whether that's vocal or pen, then that requires me to listen. It requires me to listen. And so I say this because if, you know, you had somebody in uh, in this church who was much older and had the experience and was married a length of time. Um, he could talk and not even listen mm-hmm. because he's all like, oh yeah, I know your situation. This is the situation. This is the advice I have for you. Go and prosper. You know, like that's it. But for me being in the position I am in, like it forces me to sit down and listen. And so like when somebody's telling me about a situation at home or when somebody's telling me about something that they're going through or, you know, and they're, they're 70, 75 years old and they're sharing with me their life. They're sharing with me what's going on. I sit down and listen. There's times where I've listened to people for over two hours, just listening. But what's, what's amazing is the longer you listen, the more powerful your voice will be after no matter how old you are. If you can sit down and listen to somebody for five minutes, sure, your voice may, eh, you know what I'm saying, be a little bit. But if you sit down and listen to somebody for three hours, it doesn't even matter what you say. They tell you all the things they're going through and you just say like, man, that's tough. You say just those words and it sinks into their soul. And so I think, I think the thing that I've, I've come to notice is extremely beneficial is just the simple act of listening. Um, and trusting that God's going to give you the words because there were times where like the person was talking and I had absolutely nothing to say to them. Zero. I mean, I just, I was like, wow. And in the end, a thought just pops in my head and I'm just all like, you know, I share that thought and they're like, man, I needed to hear that. And I'm looking like, praise the Lord. Like I, you know, I'm, you just got to trust, man. You just got to listen and, and trust that the words will come. And if it doesn't, that's okay. But if you listen, 
you'll 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 already have the power to be able to um to speak into their lives but when it comes i will say when it comes to like business related stuff yeah it's difficult um sometimes you just have to let things go uh I, i think it's this i think i think partly it's trusting your leadership but knowing when to step in for your leadership and and i say that on the business side of it where it's like you know pastor we think we should do x y and z or pastor we think this should happen it's like no like like let it ride if you think it's something that that can ride but if you need to step up and say something there's times where i had to rebuke my leadership team there were times i had to step in and say like no that's 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 not happening and if you learn how to step in and 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 rebuke in those times i do believe it gains a little bit of respect to saying like oh this guy is the is the pastor he is you know the leader here and he is you know placed here by God and they recognize that so I think it's important to know when to let things go and when I say let things go I'm not saying like let it go and it gets bad and you're like see I told you so but let things go it gets bad and you say like all right guys so we noticed like that probably wasn't the greatest route okay what about this one now and so it's a lot of that it's a lot of patience and it takes time for us to do things but it's all part of the process for sure for sure speak a little bit about your scholarship So the scholarship. So uh, I'll start off by saying when I was at Southwestern, I I had a lot of jobs on campus. And it's one of the things I talk about getting a job on campus. It gets you connections on campus and it gets you on the in and and on the no. And so uh, one of the jobs that I had was I worked in the advancement department and that worked with the development office. And um, that included the individual that worked with all the scholarships uh, at the school. And I just remember one day just being like, man, I want to have a scholarship one day. Like one day I want to want to do do the whole scholarship thing. That's so powerful, so awesome. It's amazing. I want to be a part of that world. And I in my head, I envisioned like I got to be a millionaire or something or or close to a millionaire in order for that to happen, but in my head I was like, it's down the road. Um, <laughs> but when I wrote the book, uh the idea came across my table of like, Hey, like, are you going to attach anything to the book? And I was like, attach anything. It's like, yeah, like, like you can attach like a scholarship. And what's cool is um, they have scholarships where you have a set amount of money and you put it there. And and then when it's gone, it's gone. But then they have uh, something called an endowment where like, when you set that money in, it's a larger amount of money. But when you set that money in, you have scholarships for life as long as that endowment's there. And so in my head, I was like, yo, I'm about to set up an endowment. And so uh, right now we're on a push essentially to get the money for the endowment and each book that's purchased goes towards the endowment. And so that's really, that's really, that's really the the idea. And so the, the, the scholarship supports students who are at university who are getting more than a degree. And the idea of getting more than a degree is being involved in um, the campus. And so it's not just taking classes, but it's, but it's a job on the campus. It's, um, it's not just having a job on the campus, but finding ways to get involved outside of that job on the campus, because I do believe those things help, whether it's through bringing something to the campus or doing something for the campus on some level. Um, a lot of people wait until they graduate in order to, to accomplish their dreams and all that they want to do. I'm like, why don't you accomplish it on the campus? Like you can start on a campus and learn and grow on a campus with, you know, people that surround you. And so um, the scholarship is for people with that mentality. And essentially the school decides, you know, who, um, who fits the scholarship. And so that's really cool. And you just, you know, each year I get a little, 
thing that says who the scholarship is going to go for. And that'll be, that'll be exciting. For sure. For sure. For sure. Man, is there something that I haven't asked that you'd like for people to know about you, about this scholarship, your podcast, your books? Um, I think, I think one big thing is, is, is really for my, this is my passion, right? Like, like when we talk about passion, um, I really want people to know that being on this earth is not an accident. You know, the fact that you think that you breathe, that you move, it's not an accident. Like God created you for something greater than you can even imagine. Like that is a reality. Like I want them to soak that in. And I really want them to, to find out why why they were created. The only way you're going to find that out is being in the presence of God. Like you're not going to find that out through, I don't care how much meditation you do. I don't care how much you try to, you know, I'm working on myself. I'm about to go work out. I'm about to go do X, Y, and Z. Like, I don't care how much you do any of that stuff. Like, go ahead, do it. But like, if you really want to go on a wild adventure, be in the presence of God and be like, God, why am I here? Because he's going to show you. And I'm telling you, like, for me, like I said, I go back to like, yo, God created me to contagiously inspire people, bro. To see value in, in who God created them to be and to walk confidently in this world. And I know that because anytime I talk about that, I get excited. I'll talk about that for free. They'd be like, hey, would you come, you know, talk to these kids about their value? Oh, yeah, I'm there. You ain't even got to pay me. <laughs> like, I'll show up. And so, um, you know, finding that out, like, I think is really important to to truly being excited to be a human being on this planet. And that's, that's something people don't know. Are you excited to be a human being on this planet? Are you excited? Um, especially in, especially like, especially with uh, like our African culture, brother, I know a lot of times like, and, and I'll say this for myself, I am Rondi's and American. And I'm going to speak to the person who, who was born in America, but your parents were raised African. Like that's me. Like, and sometimes you wrestle with the identity. Like, do I, do I belong in it? Do I belong with it? They tell me I don't belong. They tell me I don't belong. I'm trying to figure out like where I fit in and all this. And this is the reality. Like, like you are a child of God with a purpose. And guess what? The place you were born, the skin color you have, the background you have, God is going to utilize all of that to do, to do his work. God going to use all of that to fulfill a purpose within you, bro. I mean, like, look at you, dog. You already doing stuff. You moving, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so like, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm speaking to, you know, whoever's listening, like, yo, like God has a plan for your life. He has something worked out for your life and you, and being in his presence, you're going to find out what that is. And so my encouragement again, is just like, yo, like find out why you here, like, and get inspired and, and excited to be a human being created by like an eternal God. <laughs> That'll be all I got, man. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. I appreciate it. I mean, you're stuck in real podcasts, you know what I mean? So you saying, you know, you don't belong here. Don't, that's, that's being stuck in the middle. That's what being stuck in the middle is about. You know, either a lawyer, doctor, engineer, or disgrace the family, but we tearing that disgrace down and saying you could be anything. Mm -hmm. So far, you know, you are excited to be here, you know what I mean? Words, yeah. as you said. So I uh, appreciate you, man. How can people connect with you? How can people um, reach you? All that good stuff. Hey, all my social medias is Samson Simbeba. That's at Samson Simbeba, S-A-M-S-O-N. 
S-E-M-B-E-B-A. And so you can find me on those. You can find me, Samson Sembeba, at YouTube. If you want to find me on YouTube, SamsonSembeba.com. All of those are are places where you can find, connect with me. And again, I'd love to hear from anyone, everyone. Like, feel free to connect. I love conversations because, again... I talk a lot. That's my gift. But at the same time, that's that what that's what brings me joy. So uh, feel free to connect in any form or fashion. Yes, sir. Man, appreciate you, man. Appreciate your time. Um, this is Stuck Mill Podcast, a platform for entrepreneurs, innovators, and creators of African descent. Here stories, ideas, experiences, and advice on breaking barriers. Oh, uh, shout out to Ma, uh, Reflex, Tutu, Tutu, um, Charles, and yes. Am I missing anybody? Man, that's a whole squad, man. That's the people who make this thing go, man. Uh, please, please, please don't forget to also review the show. Uh, use the comment section, man. Let us know what you think about the episode. You know, maybe if you try to reach out to um, Samson and you can't get him, leave a, leave a comment in the show notes or, you know, leave a comment for us too as well. Let us know how um, you find the show. Um, subscribe if you haven't to get weekly episodes as well. And follow us on all social platforms like SITM Podcast. Um, that's the website is sitmpodcast.com and the email is sitmpodcast237 at gmail.com. Feel free to email us, uh, suggest guests and all that. I'm your host, Uncle AK. Shout out to you, Samson, again, man. Keep doing your thing, man. And we'll talk next time. Stuck in the Middle, this is your girl Adele Clarice. Shout out to Stuck in the Middle podcast. We love you guys. General, I feel like I'm stuck in the middle. Stuck in the middle podcast. Big shout out to the family. I'm talking Reflex, aka Achiri, and the rest of the gang. Hey, make sure you bring all your important information, your art, everything in the DMV. Doesn't matter where you are. Come to the DMV to Stuck in the Middle podcast. That's where it's at.